stuck in our homes But you're not alone Fresh loaded feet and a peace Where you shoot the breeze COVID-19 has you down Down So stay with us and hang around Until it all works out Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. Happy Tuesday. Thank you, Peggy. Day 1,423,975 of quarantine. Day 121. Oh, not that you're keeping track. It's, well, I, I upload them every, well, it's the 121st podcast, but we started about two weeks late and then we've missed a few days. Yeah, so we're up probably in that 135 range. Yeah, but it does feel like an eternity. We're closing in on half a year. I know. I know. And people thought it wouldn't last. <laughs> it's true. They didn't. That's why we're still here. Exactly. So did you have a good day today? Uh, busy day. Busy day, um, but fine. Lots of meetings today. Um, sometimes I have days where the meetings are all stacked together and then I have blocks of time where I can do stuff. Mm -hmm. And then other days I have meetings that are all separated by like half an hour or that go back to back. And so okay. even when you're done with a meeting, you can't do anything. Like there's nothing you can really do except limp through a few emails or something. It was one of those days. Ugh. Not fun. I'm not complaining. It was, uh, right. it was fine. Okay. How about you? Busy. Uh, busy morning, worked, got up early, worked till about 2.30, thought we would go in the pool, got in the pool till about 3.15, then the skies opened up, torrential downpour, came in, just got off of a, a work call at, right before this, so winding down. I'm tired today. I'm very tired today. I was tired too, and I didn't work out in the morning. I, I woke up a little bit later than normal because I went to bed a little bit later than normal so I got eight hours of sleep but yeah didn't didn't feel awesome today today yeah today felt like yeah someone's hit me in the face a few times and yeah. gotta keep going exactly today's a chore uh Robbie's band's performance is Saturday so there's a lot of tension he he gets very stressed out so if your performer children have any hints for him that would be great because his anxiety is is through the roof, but just tell one... him to tell him to forward me so forward through you some questions, and I'll have Max and or Jackson answer it. Okay. But I think he'd be more interested in Max probably. Yeah, he's he's very nervous, but the the performance this time is different because it's not at a a venue. I mean, it's at the park, and they only want immediate family there. So the only people who are going to be there are going to be people that are there just to support their kids. Right. So with that theory, the only people who are going to be watching him are going to be the people that live in this house. So I'm trying it's to remind him of that. It's still nerve wracking. And it's, I, I will tell you, I, I think I shared this story with you once, but when Max was a senior in high school, we played, there was a, like a local uh, fundraiser at, the, at his school, raises money for a, a former teacher 
who um, supports students in Africa, builds schools in Africa. Um, and uh, so it was a big deal. And he and I did a duet together. And I get up in front of people all the time and talk. Mm -hmm. I'm really comfortable doing that. You can put me in a room of 20 people, a room of 200 people. You could put me in a room of 2,000 people, and I would be able to get up and do it. And it's just yep. I don't freak out about that. I got up in front of an audience of probably 250 people who I can't even see because lights are shining in my face. And I couldn't believe how nervous and crazy it felt. Like, you know, when you're completely out of your element and everything's just happening too fast around you. Mm -hmm. I had played the song, you know, 200 times. I practiced it with Max. I knew everything I was supposed to do. And I felt like my hands were made out of wood. And Max, the kid who, if you asked him to get up and deliver a speech in front of people, would probably throw up. He, if you put a guitar in his hands and put him on stage, he was up there and he's just smiling and laughing and he's looking <laughs> at me and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's just happening too fast. So yeah, it's totally understandable why he feels nervous. Yeah, he he has three leads this time. So he's lead on three songs. So he's... He, he's going to do fine, but it's it's hard because I am not a musician, so I can't tell him any tips or any tricks or, or anything like that. So The one thing you can tell him, and, and this is something that I told Max, and, and he didn't know it at the time, but he came back to me and he said, you're so right. You know, he always tries to go into every show and he wants it to be perfect. And I was like, if perfection is the only way you will judge whether something is successful, you will never be successful. I said, every show, something goes wrong. Something, mm -hmm. you break a string, uh, the amp stops working, uh, the drummer you know, flubs something and, and everyone's lost all of a sudden. I said, it always happens. To be a really good performer, you have to just be able to play through it and mm -hmm. figure it out. And sure enough, Every show goes, something goes wrong. But we've seen it with, I, I saw a Green Day show where the lead singer forgot the lyrics to his own song. And he, he like in a break in the song, he was joking with the audience <laughs> um, about it. You know, I mean, it happens to everybody. Yeah. So he can just, if, if you can let him know, perfection isn't the, uh, it's what we aspire to. But right. mostly adapting on the fly is what a real musicians do. I will let him know. I will pass seen, that along. So. I've seen video of Metallica at the Grammys where their mics didn't work. Um, I mean, crazy stuff. Best yeah. bands in the world, most sophisticated venues, and it's always something. Something always happens. Yep. That's good advice, though. That's good life advice, too. Well, if you think about it, right, Do we how, how often do things go perfectly? And when they do, how much do we learn from it? Exactly. Yeah. It's, when we, it's when we get hit in the teeth. As you know, as as our whole audience knows, when un unexpectedly all of a sudden life throws you a challenge, that's <laughs> you when adapt. you learn a lot about yourself. Yes, yeah. definitely. You and I were were emailing a little bit earlier today about post traumatic growth, mm -hmm. and that's really kind of. I don't of know if that's a is that a term or did you just come up with that? No, it is a term that I read about. I want to say in a book by. I think it was a book by David Brooks called The Second Mountain. And he talks about people who experience enormous challenges um, in their lives and how 
um, many of those people don't just survive it. They grow stronger because of it. Their life mm -hmm. becomes richer because of it. And he described it as post-traumatic growth. And I think there's actually been some research about it. I might be wrong about the book and the author, but I have definitely, in the last two years, I know I read that because I have actually used that term knowing that I was pulling it from a book someplace. I like uh, that term. I think it's very, very spot on. So. Well, yeah, I think I think the people that we know in this community who we admire the most certainly mm -hmm. qualify for that label. Yeah, yeah. Um, which reminds me, I got another referral today. Did so you? that's that's four, four wow. new amputees because of COVID in the past five days. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, they're not me. all in this area because I tend to pull from from the whole country, but still, right. it's that's that's a lot from one. How old are they? So uh, I don't know how old this one is. So. Um, I'll, I'm going to try to connect tomorrow, so I'll be able to let you know. But the okay. others are anywhere between 35 and 60. So wide range, yeah. Yeah, but it's not it's not like super elderly, you know, nursing home type people. So like kind of that smack in the middle of middle age is is what's happening. So yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Scary stuff. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. It's not hard. It's not. So. I, I was speaking to to a doctor at a major university today and, and asked how um, things were going in their part of the country and described, this person described how they had a big spike initially, then they, it's calmed down in the city where she works, but it's starting to rise again now and they're very concerned. And I said, is mask wearing a, a challenge? And she said, it absolutely is. And she, she said, I don't understand why this issue has become politicized. I don't, yeah. this is just science and health. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know. It's really frustrating. So has anything been decided about Caroline's school? Have you heard? No, I think next week we'll hear something. Uh, okay. Next week, the week we're supposed to hear something. All right. So not quite sure how that will work out. Yeah, but we she found told me out. today, she, she shook her finger at me and said, if I have the option of going to school remotely, I'm going remote. Okay. Is that because she wants to go remote or because she's scared or concerned? No, scared is not the right word. No, she's not concerned. I think if she went, she would okay. be fine. I think that she she is very happy being able to not sit in school for seven hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. What she doesn't realize, and I just started the project two days ago, like she's going into, um, into what do you call it? Not AP, because it's not an AP class, but like honors English. Okay. She, she opted in. She was, she, her grades were good enough. And so last year she said, I want to go into honors English. So this year is the first year she'll do that. Now, Caroline does not read fast, nor does she read a lot. And so she I'm will be saying, yeah, I'm sitting here saying, so you opted into it and you are a good English student and in the normal track classes, but you are about to get thrown way more in terms of just volume and the mm -hmm. demands that are going to be placed on you analytically. And she has no idea that that's yeah. really the case. And so uh, late last week, I bought her flowers for Algernon. Which oh, I'm that's sure a good one. Yeah. Yep. And 
I gave it to her when and when we got back from Shelter Island, and I said, 30 pages by Tuesday. That's, okay. That's what you do. She's like, I don't want to read that much. I'm like, it's 15 pages a day. You I can know. Manage. I have the same argument. I have the same argument here. It's mind-numbing. I mean, yeah. at this pace, at 30 pages a day, I think it's going to take her like two and a half to three weeks to read it. Yeah. It'll basically be at the beginning of the school year. Right. And um, she doesn't understand that this is what I'm going to do with her all year because I'm not just going to let her read something and then say, I did it. And that's mm -hmm. it. Like she's going to have to sit down with me and she's got to learn like how to analyze a book. Yeah. Like when you're reading fiction, it's not just this passive thing where you're like, oh, that's a cool story. Mm -hmm. like you have to actually engage and understand what the author's trying to do mechanically. Yep. So it'll be fun for her. That'll be a lot of fun in the McGill house. It'll be uh, it'll be different. Yeah, She's I gonna... actually I started that with Robbie last year. So last summer I started that where he has to read 20 pages a day, five days a week. He's like, if he wants to do it on the weekend, I don't care. If he wants to do it during the week, I don't care. Just five days a week, and then we have to talk about it. I also he wants to take German. So he's going to be taking German, which I have a lot of, ish, not issues, but I, I, I have a lot of concerns about him taking German because he has a hearing issue and he has a speech right. issue. And it's so, but he is like, so I told him, I said, you need to start Duolingo. So, which is the. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. So he's been doing 10 minutes of German every day. Yesterday was his 400th day. Wow. Yeah. So he's he's done it. And then I signed him up for like a few like little one day out school classes just where he can work one on one with a German teacher and see if it's something. But he's like, I'm doing it. I'm like, all right. And his whole his whole motivation for learning German is because when he goes to the World War Two Festival in June, he wants to be able to read the signs in the the, the makeshift barracks that are set up on the fairgrounds. Wow. Okay. That's his whole motivation. So he's going to take a year of language just so he can, whatever. Whatever it takes. Yeah, but um, you can also you can probably contact Caroline's teacher and get the reading list and actually have her reading books that she's supposed to read for school. As soon as I know what the school thing is, yeah, we're going to do that. Um, going back to German, I've never spoken German, but I know people who speak German, and because I listen to a lot of uh, this one. Uh, soccer podcast on mm -hmm. a regular basis they're talking about english soccer but they all they cover german soccer and and they often when they're talking about german players they you they they these guys speak some german or they know german phrases and the one thing that has become very clear to me that i've learned over the last two years listening to all of this is that it's not a pretty language which it everyone not. says it's not a pretty language at all it's pretty guttural but they have this amazing ability to stack words together to describe, you know, mm -hmm. very complex concepts. And it's hilarious. It's like if we, if in English, you just stack like a whole bunch of words together to make this one word that sounds silly, but it, mm -hmm. it, set, it means exactly what it says. Exactly. But it's huge. You know, it's like, you know, 25 letters. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what I, that's all I know about German. Yeah. So it's going to be, that one's going to be a challenge. So that's what's going to happen. So, and Scott found out 
with his remote teaching because we didn't know what was so I actually we did find out a lot today. Um, his school is virtual for at least the first marking period, probably longer than that. Um, so he has to go in every Monday and just do planning. I get I'm not sure why because there's no classes on Monday and then the virtual teaching takes place at home because as I said, the school doesn't have the bandwidth to support that many teachers streaming at the same time. Okay. So now so. you're going to have to be careful that you're not the one walking in the background when Scott's teaching. Exactly. Exactly. Naked. He tell him to talk to Robbie about how to exactly. uh, properly defend himself from unwanted uh, unwanted people in the background. Yeah. Yeah. So it will. We're, we're going to have. And I saw this thing advertised on Facebook. I was actually thinking about it. it's a little like a lighted system where I can turn it on. It just says on air. So then we can put it in front of the designated office. So whoever's virtual chatting or whatever, we can just light it. No, don't go in that room. I, well, I have a solution for you that you might like even more um, because I know you like hats and, and funny hats. I do. But there is, um, there, I was just reading uh, another book I read over vacation was a guy talking about how do you um, sort of, what was it about? It was kind of about just sort of simplification in your life and focus. And he works from home, his wife works from home. And they talk of when his wife is working, she wears like a, an LED uh, sort of in the, you know, the wired LEDs around this sort of headband that she wears. And when the lights are on, it means she's to not to be disturbed. I like so that. You, you could give Scott, you know, just an LED, something that wouldn't show up on screen necessarily. Right. But just when the lights are on, can't, can't bother him. And like vice versa, that. you deserve yeah. one of those as well. I think you should wear a hat. I would like a hat, although I can't wear a hat and the headphones. Well, I think you could. I think we could customize a hat that you cut out so that it fits around the headphones. I like the way you're thinking. Yeah, I'll I'm work on that. Maybe an amped hat. Amped hat, yeah. Yeah, I'll work on that. So. <laughs> All right, good talking Enough to you. Enough brainstorming for one day. Later. We'll talk tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Stuck in our home